episode 24 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Dave. And this week we are doing character analyses of Lane, Mrs. Kim, and Hep Alien. So first what we're going to do is discuss the backgrounds of the actors who play those characters. And we're going to start out with the actress who plays Lane, and that is Keiko Agena. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, that's the best way I'm going to pronounce it. On the internet, it said you think of the word again when you pronounce it, and it's A-G-E-N-A, so... Keiko Agena. Yeah. She was born in October of 1973 in Honolulu, which is also where Lauren Graham was born, so... Hmm. Same place. And she's 32, by the way. Couldn't believe it. She looks like she's 20. Uh, like, she looks now like the, she looks like she's 20. Well, she looks like the character that she plays is age, 21, right, 21. so... Um, they did a good job there, but she looks so young. When the season, or when the show first started, she looked 12. So, you know, and she, she falls into that role pretty well. Not like some of these other shows you see where, like, the lady's like 30 and she looks it and she's like, Hi, I'm in high school and I've never been kissed. Like 90210. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> you can't talk about never been kissed. She was a reporter. All right. Likely story. <laughs> Stupid. Lame. Anyway, and her first name is Christine, by the way, but she goes by Keiko, which is her middle name. Um, she was a drama major at Whitman College for a year, and then she got into acting, and she's guest starred on several shows, um, including 90210, by the way. How oh, convenient. There's a tie-in there. Hmm. <laughs> she was on ER, Felicity, uh, a show called Strong Medicine. She was a voice on Kim Possible, which is a cartoon on the Disney Channel. It's David's favorite. It's not. I never. I don't watch that show. Call him, beep him if you want to reach him. You know? <laughs> so it's on in the background sometimes. Whatever. <laughs> I don't watch that. Also, another Disney show, Sister Sister, um, and she's been in a couple of movies. I've never heard of any of them, but if you have seen these movies, then you should look for. Keiko the next time you watch them. Um, Hair Show, The Perfect Party, Cats and Mice, Tomato and Eggs, and Red Thread. Ah. So She's also part of an Asian-American theater company called Here and Now, so that's kind of cool. Um, she won an Emmy Award for Best Female Actor, which is like the Emmys, but it honors Asian and Asian-American actors in movies and TV. And she beat out Lucy Liu for that, so that was pretty awesome. Very accomplished. And she got married last December, December 19th, just three days after our anniversary, to a musician named Shin Kawasaki. Oh. And they got married in a helicopter over Vegas. Now, she, I remember reading something about her dating a guy that, like, ran a t-shirt company or something like that. He had a bunch of, like, crazy, like, Asian slang words on his t-shirt. So, I don't think this is the same guy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that was just a guy friend of hers. I don't know. I don't know where you heard that. I didn't hear it. I read it. Read. I do too read. <laughs> On the internet. On the entire web. So that pretty much sums it up for Keiko. Um, then we get into the actress that plays Mrs. Kim, and her name is Emily Kuroda. And she has been in the showbiz for a long time. Like, I think since the late 70s. Um, she has guest starred on everything from Doogie Hauser. MacGyver. To, you love That's MacGyver. That's my favorite. It's like your favorite ever. <laughs> He's like the real life MacGyver. She, she was also in ER. Yeah. Young and the Restless for you soap opera fans out there. 
Um, L.A. Law, Columbo, Knott's Landing, Dynasty. My parents made me watch those when I was little. Um, also, Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, which I think is an HBO show, which I've never watched. So, And then she has also recently appeared in the movie Shop Girl, which I believe starred Claire Danes and Steve Martin. <laughs> Starring Claire Danes. <laughs> Sorry, he always laughs when I say that because we think of the Family Stone, if you've seen that. Like, all the previews were like, Starring Claire Danes. And then she's not even really in the movie to like, halfway through. Yeah, and just for a little bit. And she doesn't really play that pivotal of a role. And there's a lot of other really famous people in it, too. Yeah, but in the previews, it was Starring Claire Danes. Yeah. So, whatever. That was pretty funny, so... Um, she's also in a theater group, and it's called the East West Players, which is also an Asian American group, and it's in LA. Hmm. And she has won numerous theater awards, including five Drama Log awards. If you're into theater, you'll be able to appreciate that. And then we get to the other members of Hep Alien besides the drummer Lane. Um, we have Sebastian Bach, who plays Gil. And I'm sure everybody recognizes him from Skid Row. Mm -hmm. And plus, he's got a reality show that he's a part of now on uh, one of those. VH1. VH1. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that. It's called Super Groups. Like, I almost want to watch it just because it's got Gil in it. But I'm just like, eh. It's totally rock and roll, David. Is it? Whatever. It's got a bunch of, like. (laughs) Has-beens. Yeah. (laughs) Who try to form this super group. Oh. Yeah. More like my age, my manager and agents talked me into this. Yeah. Right. Not Kinda watching. Like you know, I, re- life. I really hate reality TV. I don't want to get off on a tangent. It's celeb reality, David. I don't want... The VH1 is big on, so... Let's move on. I'm, I'm getting angry. I don't want you to get angry. Anyway, he was born in 1968 in the Bahamas, which I thought was cool. And he also, before he um, got into the supergroup show, I think this might have been... This is 2002, so it would have been before he was on Gilmore Girls, I believe. He was on Broadway um, hmm. starring as Jesus in Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. And then I read that he got fired what? because he was being too diva-like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sebastian know Sebastian Bach's a diva? Hey. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was on the internet. Oh, it was, well. And it was in color, so it must be true. It's got to be true. And then we have Zach, who's played by Todd Lowe. He was born in Houston, Texas, in 77, so he's younger than Keiko. Um, He went to the University of Texas in Austin. He's been in a couple of movies that I've seen, um, Where the Heart Is. If you saw that movie, I think he played... You haven't seen that movie? No. Yes, you have. I'm giving her a really weird look right now. It was where the the girl had her baby in Walmart. Oh, (laughs) the Walmart baby movie? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, he that's played, got like, Queen, the mechanic. Uh, that's got Queen Amidala in it. Natalie Portman, yes. Yeah, whatever. That was a good, that was a pretty good movie. Anyway, he played the mechanic in the movie, but he was only in it for a second. Okay. And then in The Princess Diaries, he was her best friend's date for the big ball. Mm. Obviously, his his breaking performance. Hey, The Princess Diaries is a good movie, and you've watched it. <laughs> Why are you diming me out on watching all these stupid Disney shows? <laughs> I love the Disney Channel. Yeah, I know, but it's now, good quality TV. Now people know I'm a pushover because I'm just like, no, nah, let's watch something you know nice and educational, like the History Channel. And I'm like the Disney Channel's educational. Whatever. And I get all these pouty looks, and next thing you know, I'm watching 
the sweet life with Zach and Cody. It's better than reality TV, David, and that's like the only other thing on. Yeah, but why? I'm a grown-ass man. Why am I watching the sweet life with Zach and Cody? They were in Billy, and not Billy Madison. They were in Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, oh, that kid was Julian. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. that was kid uh, those I... kids were Julian. Yeah. I guess, oh, sorry. The two of them were one. It's kind of like Michelle and Full House. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. We're getting off on a tangent. Let's focus here. And uh, he's back to Todd Lowe. He is currently filming a movie called Red Line. So if you see the previews for that, check it out because it stars Zach. Very cool. Or Todd. And then we have Brian. His the actor who plays him's name is John Cabrera, and he's guest starred on a couple of shows, CSI and American Dreams. He directed a couple of movies, which I thought was cool. Hmm. One called Crazy Love, and another one called The Man Who Invented the Moon. Interesting. And he wrote, um, or was a writer for the movie Nightlight. Hmm. And I think he also starred in that. Never heard of any of these movies, but if you happen to come across them, check them out. Because, yeah. you know, felt you know a Gilmore Girls person is in it, so it must be cool, right? I suppose so. So we got a lot of feedback on favorite Lane and Zach and Bailey and Mrs. Kim moments, so we have a, quite a few to go through. Thank you guys for all of your f- responses to those. Just going to run through a few of them. Michelle said that her favorite uh, moment of these characters is when Mrs. Kim gives Lane shots to help her recover from breaking up with Zach, saying that she grieved long enough and has to move on. And Michelle said she thought this was a rare scene where we got to see a different side of Mrs. Kim. So I thought so, too. Like, you just, she, like, shut the blinds and closed all the doors, and then she, like, pulls this bottle of liquor out of, like, behind a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and pours her a shot. And she's like, okay, now it's time to move on. Yeah, they're, they're, that's sort of a rite of passage. There's there's something about having a drink with your parents. Like, when you're younger, maybe not so cool. Like the, Only know, if you're over 21. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you're younger, it's like, and you have one of those, like, quote-unquote cool parents, who I hate, and they're like, you know, here you go, kids. Since nobody deal that you're 13, just drink in the house. Then it loses some of its allure. But I remember having, like, my first beer with my dad. When, when you I, were legal. When I was legally old enough to drink, you know what I mean? Like, we went to a restaurant, we sat down, and we had a beer together. And it was, like, a big deal to me because that was sort of, I don't know, like, I'm not Jewish, so I didn't have a, you know, bar mitzvah. I didn't have my, you know, my coming out thing. But, like, that was my, I don't know, that was good for me. You know what I mean? Like, we were almost like, not that we're ever going to be peers, but, I don't know, we're both adults. And that was very symbolic of that. I don't know. Cool. So, yeah, I, I relate to that. Claudia, or Claudia, I don't know how to pronounce it. I have a coworker named Claudia, so that's, I tend to say it that way. But if it's Claudia, I apologize. But she said, and I knew this, but I don't think we've ever mentioned it on the show, but the name of the band Hep Alien was an anagram of one of the producer's names, Helen Pye. And they actually, don't they show that in yeah, behind the scenes on one of the DVDs? One of the special features in one of the five seasons. <laughs> I don't remember, but... Of course, I've watched them all, so they all sort of kind of run together. But yeah, that was that was covered in one of the behind the scenes of, of a, one of the seasons. But I'm you know I'm glad Claudia emailed in with that nugget of information. Thank you very much, Claudia. And to go along with that, Katie said that one of her favorite scenes is when they were actually picking out a, a name for the band. And this is back when Dave was in the band before Gil. And if you remember Dave, yes, I do. You just laughed because his name's Dave and. Seth Cohen is the TV you. The Seth Cohen. <laughs> Seth Cohen is the TV me. Now, what's that guy's name in real life? 
Adam Brody. Adam Brody, yeah. He's pretty cool. I like him, and I like his brand of humor. I fear that it'll get typecasted from from henceforth as, you know, as, uh, what's his name from the OC? Seth Cohen. Seth Cohen. I fear that he'll be typecasted. He can't remember his own TV, the TV name. name. I know. He can I'm barely remember with, his own name. I'm bad with names. I really am. I got you down. That's all I remember. Barely yourself. <laughs> Our dog, he just got down, you know. Yeah. So I really liked the Dick character of Dave, and I know that he went to the Auk. Yes, he had to he had to switch over, and that's a shame. But you know, whatever. That's it's his career. Gilmore Girls is better than the Auk, in my opinion. And so it, uh, it, it yeah. was a smart career move for him, I guess, because he became a star of the show instead of being a secondary character. Right. But I still miss him. But Lane and Zach are a cute couple, so I guess it's okay. I I kind of approve. Oh, you kind of approve? Yeah. Not that they really care. I think it's outrageous and it's crap, and they better bring back Dave. <laughs> you just want somebody on the show with your name. I know. Actually, I just like I just like nasty emails from fans of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot, Dave. Blah blah blah. I'm like, Thanks. <laughs> okay, so anyway, one of her favorite scenes is where they're picking out a name, and Brian suggested the Harry Potters. Oh, that's good. That's. Zach came up with "Follow Them to the Edge of the Desert." <laughs> They're going to fit that on a t-shirt, I'm sure. Yeah, they could shorten it to F-T-T-T-E-O-T-D, as they said. So, But I think they did good with Hep Alien because it's really short and catchy and easy to remember and it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And it's got the word alien, so. Yeah, well, there's all sorts of uh, graphics out there already for you. Right. Clip art already exists. Right. Um, Allie said that one thing she noticed when watching some of the episodes in season one is that the one where Lane's going on the hayride, she says her parents set her up with a business associate. A little later in the show, she starts to say her mom did blank instead of her parents did blank because where's Mr. Kim? They dropped him. I don't know. They never said they dropped him. I know, but they just forgot about him. And you know what? When I think about Miss Ki- Mrs. Kim, I think about her as a, as a single mom, just because you've never seen her dad, right? But she doesn't have some of those. Now I'm going to get some ser- some single moms mad at me now, getting emails from them. But the, I, she doesn't have those stereotypical single mom attributes that at least television and movies like to portray to us. That oh, it's you know they're. They're, uh, you know, lonely and so hardworking and barely making ends meet Lorelei. and all this other stuff. Like, like they pitched Lorelai, you know what I mean? But Lorelai's character is so independent and so doing it for herself, she's not a charity case. And too many single moms are portrayed as charity cases, in my opinion, and I don't think that's true. I think some of them are strong enough to get the job done and raise their kids, and Mrs. Kim is one of those, you know what I mean? So I, I, I appreciate the fact that the writers haven't written in that, you know, she's lonely or that... You know, she needs a man to complete herself or that she's barely making ends meet. You know, she's got it all together. She's got a business that's profitable. She's got a daughter that's well-behaved and in school and not on drugs. And I mean, those are all really good things, especially for in what I think is a single mom, even though that hasn't been clearly stated in the in the show. Well, you know, they must have been having some marital problems the way she talked about the wedding night and described it to Lane. Oh, yeah. She says, you're going to have to do you're it. You're just going to have to do it. And once. if you're looking like me, you'll only have to do it one time. <laughs> so, you know, maybe right there explains a lot about why Mr. Kim's not around. Very possible. I Which, mean, why would he want to be? Everybody thinks that. You know what I mean? Like, if you've got three other uh, brothers and sisters, you know your parents only did it four times. I right? was an only child. 
Yeah, yes. see, so you, so you knew that they only did it once. My right? parents got it right the first time, David. I'm like, you oh. were. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was I like the dry run? Yeah. I was, I was the dress like, rehearsal. Uh, not so much. Let's try again. Thanks a lot. I'm just teasing. <laughs> that teasing hurts. Oh, are you sad? Uh. <laughs> As Rory would say. Yeah. Okay. So I think that the whole wedding night talk just shows how Mrs. Kim is and how she's very overprotective and doesn't think Lane knows about bad stuff, even though she moved out on her own and got into rock and roll and she got on all these horrible things. Mrs. Kim was so supportive in the end. She made them go on a tour. Granted, it was to a bunch of churches, but she was very encouraging and she got them some gigs where they actually made some money where the band was about to break up before that happened. So that was, I thought, I thought that was really cute when she was like, told them that, to use the little VW van and yeah, she, bus. she she laid it out for him. I mean, they had the resources and the the uh, the money and things to actually get a tour together. Granted, it would have been it, or it went through a bunch of different churches, but you got to get your exposure somehow. And Miss Kim sort of drove that for him and, and and put it together for him. And so another time that Mrs. Kim, her. Uh, Faith and her like belief in them as musicians came out was when Zach wanted to marry Lane. Mrs. Kim wanted Zach to come over and bring a demo of his music, and so that she could evaluate it. Because she said, "If you're going to be a musician and that's going to be how you are, you know, make money and you're going to be the breadwinner for the family, then you have to prove to me that you can be a mu- musician." So, you know, I mean, she didn't just. A lot of parents would just write them off like you're you're a dreamer and you know you need to get a real job and all this other jazz. But she supported that. And even helped him write a little hit song, which he was all geeked about. So, I think that we saw a different side of Mrs. Kim on the episode, I Get a Sidekick Out of You, where Lane's getting married. I know we've talked about this before, but her mom shows up to town, and you find out that her mother is a Buddhist and doesn't know that she's a Seventh-day Adventist. Right. So she's having Lane hide all her Christian stuff underneath <laughs> the floorboards, which is just... Where it Lane just rocks Lane's all, world. She's right. like, whoa, I'm just one in a line of, you know, Kim's who's hiding stuff from their parents, you know. Because those floorboards is what she used to hide all her music from her mom when she was younger. And now right. she's helping her mom hide stuff from her. Yeah, grandmother. I think that was cool for Lane to see that she has the same relationship with her mom that her mom has with her mom. That's got to be kind of comforting, I suppose. Even though it's weird to help your mom hide all the crosses and Bibles in the house. And bring out the big Buddha. Yeah, and pull out the big Buddha and set it up, so... I think we've really seen Lane mature a lot over the past six years. If you think about when she first, season one, when Rory went to Chilton, Lane was kind of on her own. She didn't have a band yet. She tried cheerleading, which was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> and Rory like, gave her a hard time about it at first. And she was like, I just want to try it. You know, you're gone and yeah, I don't she, have and anybody. Right, right, and rightly so. I mean, she needed to make friends outside of Rory because, you know, it, through high school, if your friend goes to another high school... I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah, you guys can be friends outside of school, but a, a lot of your time is spent at the high school, so uh, nobody's mad at her. And I'm so glad that they wrote in the Hep Alien plot line. It kept a lot of good supporting characters, and it kept Lane involved in things, and there was reasons for them to go play a gig, and or even just that side plot of them being a band was nice to watch. And not just her waiting for Rory to come back to Stars Hollow to visit, to say, hey, yeah, I'm well, still working at the diner. Nothing's new with me. You know, that would have sucked. As, as, a, as a viewer, I'd be like, why are we even coming back to... To Lane. Why didn't they just have her move away? Yeah, like, like, not going to focus on her that much. Yeah, if I don't know what's going on with her in between Rory's visits to Stars Hollow, then 
I don't care as a as a viewer, so I'm glad they kept up with that. But I think they did a good job of depicting what really happens when you move even 30 minutes down the road. When Rory moved to Yale, um, their friendship suffered quite a bit. Now, Lane lived with her in her dorm for a couple of weeks, so that didn't last for long. But then, you know, they would see each other after a month or two and be like, oh, we shouldn't go this long without talking. And then it'd be like six months. And even though it's half an hour away... When Rory came home, all she had time to do was to maybe see Lorelai for a few minutes, and that's it. But that's totally how it is. I only went to college like half an hour from home. But when I came home, it was just to see my parents. I didn't have time to see my right. friends that were still there. You just get so busy. So they did a really good job. See your parents, that. do some laundry, eat some of their home cooking. Take some of their money. And go back to school. Yeah. <laughs> so they did a good job with that. So I am glad that they kept the Lane storyline going. I was kind of surprised that she got engaged and married in season six so quickly, but and I'm curious to see what happens with her in season seven. Is she going to have a baby? Are they going to? Is Hep Alien going to get blow up? Or are they going to get really popular? What's going to happen? I don't know. It's, that's that's an open book. I mean, I don't. I can't even begin to imagine. You know what what her life's going to be like now that she's married. Are they going to move out of the apartment that they share with Brian? <laughs> Yeah, it was funny that he hadn't even thought about that. Zach hadn't either. That's what I'm talking about, Zach. Yeah. He was like, well, I guess uh, you can keep the bunk bed. I'll be moving in there. And she was like, don't you think we should get our own place? He's like, I thought you liked Brian. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like that new movie that's coming out, Me, You, and McGee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's the story about or the movie about how he's got a roommate and he oh, like overstays his welcome. Well, like, he has his best friend who never, friend. like, does anything with his life, and he gets kicked out of his apartment, so they move, he moves in with the newlyweds, and the wife isn't very happy about it. So I can see that being the Lane, Zach, and Brian story. Mm-hmm. And then you have Gil, who, he works at, like, a subway or something on the, during the day, and then he rocks it out at night. Yeah, he's always, he's always coming in his uniform, and he's got, like, he's like, hurry up, I need to get these subs to my kids. <laughs> I thought it was funny when the band had broken up and Gil and Brian performed at like the Bat Mitzvah and they were playing like My Humps and mm-hmm. <laughs> all these pop songs and they're so rock and roll but then they were playing these songs because they needed money, you know, so. Okay, I think that pretty much sums it up on our character analysis of Lane, Mrs. Kim, and Hep Alien. So just a couple of other things we'd like to mention. The trivia question we had last week was from... The episode we discussed, Like Mother, Like Daughter, and I noticed three guest stars on the show that were popular on other shows, either before Gilmore Girls or currently, and I asked you guys to email me or David and give us who they were, the roles they played in Gilmore Girls, and the other shows they've been on. Yeah, and we got a lot of submissions, so thank you, everybody, that put in the submission. They were fun to read through, and like a huge percentage of people got it right, so again... I don't know if these questions are too easy or if you guys are just spot on, you know, TV watchers and Gilmore Girl fans. And there was apparently some people, some guest stars that I did not catch. But the person who answered first answered with what I, the guest stars that I noticed. And this person answered within like half an hour of us posting the podcast on our website. So she was on it. So it's almost like she fast-forwarded to the trivia question, listed it real quick, <laughs> emailed us back. And so that was Diana, and she's already gotten her DVD in the mail. So congrats to you for getting Season 5 Gilmore Girls on DVD. And just in case you're wondering, here's what I came up with as the answers. Aubrey, 
was played by Nicole Eggert. She's like the ditzy stepmom who couldn't remember her stepkids' names. Mm-hmm. And she's been on Charles in Charge as well as Baywatch. Oh. Ava um, was portrayed by Brenda Strong. She's been in tons of things. A lot of stuff. She was like the lady on Seinfeld who wouldn't wear a bra. And uh-huh. then Elaine gave her a bra. But, more, but she wore it as a shirt. Right. <laughs> and then more recently, she's known for being the... Dead Lady on... Desperate Housewives, right. who is the narrator of the show now. And then Lisa was portrayed by Madeline Zima, who was on The Nanny. She was Gracie on The Nanny when it was on, The Youngest Girl. And she was the girl that Rory tried almost got initiated with in the puffs, that the next day at lunch she sat down with Rory and read the book and had the headphones on. So, mm-hmm. But good job, you guys. You did a Great job on this, and I'm gonna have we're gonna have to come up with harder questions next time because I think <laughs> it's just too easy. I thought that with having like three answers to yeah. list, that it might be harder, but didn't phase these guys. We got some smart listeners here. So next week we'll have another trivia question, and it's gonna go along with the episode that we're gonna watch, which is season three, episode thirteen, "Dear Emily and Richard." Oh. And that's the one where it shows the flashbacks of the teenage Lorelai. Yeah, that's. I you don't like, like that episode. <laughs> that's so corny. I love it. Um, uh, since we're going to be rewatching it, I will come at it with a fresh set of eyes. Just think of it as a way to see what Lorelai went through when she found out she was pregnant, and the way she was immature before, and then, like she said, as, uh-huh. as soon as the stick turned pink, yeah. she grew up. So, think of it that way, David. I'll, I'll have to. It's a little insight into Lorelai's past. Good deal. Uh, one more thing that I would want to do is I got an email from Katie this past week, and I saw it as a huge compliment, so I wanted to share it with you guys on the air. The subject of her email was, you made me like Logan. And I was like, yes, I converted another one. Mission accomplished <laughs> for the week. So... Let me read this to you guys. Hello, I was just emailing you to let you know that you have changed my perspective on the whole Jess Logan thing. When I started listening this winter, I was a huge Jess fan, and I totally hated Logan. I even emailed you telling you why I thought you were wrong about being a Logan fan. I'm not wrong. I'm sorry. I'm never wrong on this subject. Anyways. Just read the email. Sorry. Now I realize, after watching all of seasons one through five on DVD, that the Rory Logan relationship is the most mature relationship she has had so far. I'll repeat, the most mature relationship she has had so far. I'm going to get so many emails about this. Those are her words, not yours, right? Right. Okay. I was just repeating it for dramatic effect. Even though Logan did cheat, in quotation marks, while they were taking a break, and also in quotation marks... She did say that they were broken up, and although I would have been so mad at the time, I think Logan is a good thing for Rory now. All of the things that Jess did to hurt Rory were small, but they certainly added up, especially in high school. When your high school boyfriend doesn't call and avoid you, speaks rudely to you, your parents, grandparents, and friends, it's not treating the relationship with the respect it deserves that's true in any relationship but even more so in high school when there isn't much going on in your life over the past one and a half years logan has treated rory with more respect and with the love that she deserves than jess could give her in a lifetime even though when jess came back in season six i was rooting for her to run back to him it's just not right especially now that lorelei and luke are together that would be just plain gross 
So I know that not, not only the Rory Jess thing will never happen, it just isn't right. I want to thank you and David for doing such a great podcast. Keep up the great work, and I hope that if next year is the last season, you will keep doing the podcast, because 90% of the time, it's better than Gilmore Girls itself. Thanks so much, Katie from Michigan. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think she's just trying to get her email read, which is a great way to do it. Hey, anytime <laughs> you say that I made you like Logan, uh-huh. then you you might get it read, because okay. that's that's pretty big, and, and it's pretty important to me. And I know that I get a lot of flack from all my Logan love, but oh well. Oh, well, yeah. He's the only boyfriend on the show right now, people. Jess isn't on there. That's Dean's right. not on there. Let's live in the now, folks. Stop living in the past, people. It's just not healthy. Yeah, and also, quit trying to hook up people that have never even hooked up on the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired of, like, I'll go through some of these forums looking for, like, new facts about the show and stuff. There's some scary people out there, Alicia. Some Rory Luke pictures? Mm-hmm. You stay away. That makes you want to gag. Yeah. Anyways, that's enough for this week. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next week, make sure you can check out our website. We post random Gilmore Girl stuff on there. We You, like you different- put up a video the other day yeah. that you found on YouTube. Yeah, it's called Rory and Logan Wordplay. It shows a bunch of little clips from them. It's yeah, pretty cute. I like it. If anybody else makes something or uh, has created something that they want to share with other people, send me an email, dave at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. Uh, we might put it up on the website. Or you can email me. Alicia at GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, and that's A-L-I-C-I-A. Or you can leave us a comment on our website, GilmoreGirlsPodcast.com, or you can leave us an audio. By going to the website and, and then... clicking on Send Me an Audio. Right, upper right-hand corner-ish around the telephone and underneath the Get Firefox button. Speaking of the telephone, you can give us a little ring-a-ding-ding. Yes, our phone number is area code 260 and the phone number is 918-0459. So 260-918-0459. And if your voicemail that you leave us is cool enough, you might get it played on the air just like this person did. Hey, this is Lizzie calling from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I'm just calling to say that I totally love your podcast. For since I saw it on the Gilmore, uh, on, not on Gilmore Girls, on iTunes, I just love it. I've been listening to it ever since... And I think you guys are really funny. Thanks so much for doing it. And and you should listen to Alicia David. It's Chad Michael Murray, not Chad McElmary. My mom and I had a really big laugh about that. I, we thought it was really funny. So thank you so much for doing it. And uh, I love your podcast. Thanks. Bye. Hi, this is Jessica from Gurney, Illinois. I'm just saying that I really like your podcast, and your dog is really, really cute. So keep up the good work. Thanks so much for the feedback. We really appreciate all the feedback that we get. Um, we really do take it into account, even though I'm not going to change my mind about liking Logan. No, but, you know, I, I use comments and stuff that people give me to, like, help structure the show and move it that direction. So we appreciate those. Thank you for sending them in. So thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week. Cooper, quit that.